this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Welcome to the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Galan. Joe. And I am John. Today is going to be our very special uh, Father's Day episode of the Detox Podcast, which we'll get more into that in a minute. Um, Of course, we will also have our normal segments later on in the show, uh, Ask the Dads, Dad Jokes, and Things You Should Check Out. But first, I wanted to welcome all of the new listeners to the Detox Podcast. If you found us through our recent interviews with... Todd Pipes of Deep Blue Something or legendary sportscaster Del Hansen. Thanks for sticking around and checking this out, um, seeing what else we have to offer. And also, I want to say thank you to all. I know we have actually a lot of moms that listen to the podcast and a lot of people that aren't even parents that tune in to listen to the podcast. And we really appreciate you guys' support as well, as well as the support of, of people that have listened to us since the very beginning. So thank you guys. We have some awesome things coming up uh, later this year as well. So uh, we look forward to having you. Uh, stick around for that so that being said guys it's about to be father's day that is yes this is our first annual detox father's day extravaganza first of many first of many we already know this yeah it is it is written yeah and so the (laughs) first one so it shall be done i was trying to say like a game of thrones thing like all right it, it is known that's what i was trying to say so for the first one we wanted not one special guest, but two very special guests. And I'm going to go ahead and throw this over to you guys so that each of you can introduce one of these special guests today. Who wants to go first? I'll let Joe go first. Okay. Well, sitting to my right and across the way from John is a very special man to me. His name is Cliff. He is my dad. And he is the expert on all things 50s rock and roll. Cliff, welcome. That's awesome. Cliff. Another one bites the dust. Well, that's Queen, but... Yeah, I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. Did Queen your daughter like that? Thus instantly disproving Joe's <laughs> intro of you. But no. you were close. <laughs> Sylvie taught me that. Yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, she a big Queen fan? The... Yes. Batman and Queen. Yeah. That, that girl has taste. Yes, this is yes. true. You guys are doing something right. All right, then let's move over to my left and talk to this dad, Galan, and see who he's going to introduce. Yep, and to my left, to Cliff's right, I think that's right, is my daddy, which you may remember him from, I think it was episode three, we started out with a dad story. It was an early episode, he told a story about me falling down some steps, which explains so much. Um, (laughs) My dad, Eddie. Hello. Eddie, welcome to the podcast. I don't have an expert on, well, besides being a, a pain in my ass. Well, there you go. He is an expert at that. Baseball. Yeah. Oh, an expert. Yeah, baseball and uh, a lot of other things. He uh, knows how to take care of pools because he does his pool or whatever. I do my pool. So that's pretty cool. All right. (laughs) Man, guys, way to sell your dads (laughs) and build the excitement. Hey, man, we are just starting out high. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So actually, um, I do. I do have a funny story before we get to like the, the whole dad thing. So, but it involves my dad. So my dad got married. Seven years ago? No. Almost ten. Ten years. Okay, yeah, that's right, because it was a year before us, so it was mm-hmm. t- 2007. And I was, like, in this, I, w- I don't think I was in your wedding party, but we we took a picture with family. Oh. 
Cough. And um, so we're sitting up there. You know, my dad's like glowing from getting married to his wife. And the photographer's getting ready to take a picture. And he's like, everyone say cheese. And I reach over and I just, I grab, <laughs> I grab my dad's ass right, right before. <laughs> right before and I, I had to just <laughs> stand there like nothing had happened. Because he wasn't going to break character for the, yeah. you know, the picture because he was yeah. ready. You know, he's prepping everything. But it's like that's just been one of those. One of the times you got over on dad there. Yes. So be careful when that's you stand next to him. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the lesson. <laughs> I totally go grab ass on things. So. Dude, you just look for excuses. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm a handsy person, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because I'm not, but I don't like giving hugs and stuff. You yeah, are around yeah. butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And we'll be right back to talk about that uh, on our first segment with not two, but four dads. So we'll see you in just a second. Back up. All right, we're back with um, the two dads and the other two dads and the non-dad. That's but, right. But really to celebrate our fathers, so Joe, Joe's dad, Cliff, and my dad, Eddie. Um, but in this segment, we're going to talk about kind of our history with our dads, the relationships that we've had um, with them, because they, they've, I mean, obviously everyone's, every family's a little bit different, but, um, you know, there were very different circumstances in us growing up. Um, so there will be some kind of heavy moments um, in this. Just you know, it, it's not all going to be you know laughs and everything. But I think yeah. Part so of- Cliff, Eddie, if we ask you guys anything that you're uncomfortable with, uh, just let us know, point it out to us, and we'll make sure to highlight it in the show notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just let us know. Um, but where, it's, where does he live? Yeah. <laughs> but it's you know I, th- I think one of the interesting things, and in, in that that as dads look back on, like as I look back on the four years I've had with Ellie, like there are mistakes that are made. There are successes that are celebrated. Um, and you know, who Joe and I are have been shaped by the relationship we've had with our fathers. Right. Um, and so, you know, it, it's the, there are people out there that, you know, that haven't talked to their father in years. There are people that talk to them every day. Maybe haven't and, even known their fathers. Yeah. Maybe right. not even know their fathers, but it's, yeah. this is just to kind of showcase to half a dozen fathers. Well, my mom did date a lot of people, so I, I did oh, a lot. Of, okay, fair enough. I, was, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> no, no, but I do remember because my, my father would be like, they're not your dad. He would always, it, it's, it's like the TV moment of, of, no, they're not your dad. I am your dad. And I'm like, I, as a kid, I'm like, well, of course they're not. Like, they don't spoil me. They don't, <laughs> they don't buy me toys and Take me to stuff. the arcade. And yeah, yeah. Which, uh, oh, I have to get to the, the arcade thing. So anyway, so um, we'll start. So I, I've, I've been talking here, so I will, um, I'll continue on. So. <laughs> Basically, my mom and dad divorced when, I don't know, I was, what, seven or nine months old or something? Mm-hmm. Very young. And so... I'm, I'm interested. Can we just take a step back even right before that? Yeah. Sure. Because I'd be curious, Eddie, I'd like to know how it came down in your life that... Um, I want to know where you were at the time and how, how Galan, even finding out you were going to be a dad with Galan affected your life and, and sort of from that point to the, <clears throat> the story of, of yeah. where Galan was getting to. It was... Uh, well, I was a bartender. Okay. You know, had told me she was pregnant. I was in, in my early 20s, still trying to play baseball, going out to combines and trying out, and this was going to get in the way of that. Short of the long, we decided to get married, and uh, it just it wasn't meant to be in the first place. But the way that I've been brought up to believe, and, and we still believe today, that uh, the birth of a baby is not an accident. It's a blessing. So there was a, a reason for Galan to come into my life, and... Uh, 
Um, <laughs> to cause utter and complete <laughs> hell. <laughs> no way, man. I'm glad. No, I'm, yeah, glad, I'm glad you made no, that decision but, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that had to be super difficult, first of all. But then, so so then the idea was, look, we're going to make a go of this. Mm-hmm. And, and it was that, that was the thing. It was hard. I, I thought, well, I'll just have to change things. But that was that was the main challenge for me is I didn't change things. Because gotcha. I was still hell-bent on wanting to play pro baseball. I was driving to combines, trying out. Um, you know, I had my mind made up. that, And I wasn't going to let a marriage or a son, or a child for that matter, get in the way of that. I was headstrong and very selfish about my goals. And uh, needless to say, it ended uh, or led to an early, early demise in the relationship. And... Um, the, the plus of it was, is I was still active with the military. Uh, he was born at uh, Carswell Air Force Base, and uh, which I was pretty excited about that. But so, so how did from, from the point we were like, okay, no, I'm going to be a father. It's it's not his. It's not his fault. Um, these the situation. What was his birth like for you? It was pretty exciting. It was actually early morning, um, and. Uh, it was, I think it was either sleeting or raining when uh, we uh, took her to the hospital. Came in in a storm, man. Yeah. I did. There, there was a, there's a funny line that my mom always talks about that she said, like, the foot was hanging out. Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, it turned into, like, a joke. Just, the foot was hanging out. Yeah. Oh, the foot is hanging. You know, so. We rushed to the base Ellie hospital. Knows that one too. <laughs> uh, the, he was born with jaundice, though, so he didn't get to come home um, with with her he had he stayed in i think an additional 10 more days okay and there's there's something about him he probably doesn't tell you guys back then inverted penis (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding what foot so, no, yeah, yeah. No, so that's, uh, that's my boy yeah. yeah uh he uh the nurses gave him the little nickname scooter because he would scoot back and forth in the little crib he was in. They said, oh, he's been just a little scooter. Well, that stuck with him. I am going to edit See, that shit out so hard. No, don't. No, 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 okay, no. So, so I knew that, that your dad called you that and stuff when you were a kid, but I didn't know it started, like, basically at your birth. It did. Yeah, it did. did. Actually, of, of all of my brothers and sisters, or my brother and sisters, I have the, the most normal nickname. Oh, okay. They yeah, still so. refer to him as Scooter. That's yes. And I go, don't say it around him where you won't see your next birthday. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, I am not fond of my nickname, and I have no idea why. Now, but like any fans are probably going to be like, so, Scooter, what's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. Scooter! Good. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> but it was exciting. It was exciting <laughs> to be. I was sad because I, I thought because I didn't go about it the right way that I caused the jaundice in some crazy way, you know. But oh, wow, uh, yeah. You probably did. Everything is your fault. <laughs> he survived, and your brains are my fault. Yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> it's, know. I'd... It's how Galanza abuses brain sense is probably the big issue. <laughs> uh, so, okay, okay, cool. So so then <clears throat> things don't work out, but mm-hmm. back back to where you were in the story. Only. So, I mean, essentially, uh, and I think, you know, it's, it's incredibly difficult to do. Divorce is very prevalent in, in our culture, mm-hmm. um, of our world. Like it's it's just a, it's a thing that happens a lot. People go into it in society. We're you know we're kind of a disposable. Let's walk away from the problem. There's more fish in the sea. We don't work through things. Not that that was the case with y'all's divorce, but it's needless to say a lot of kids grow up that way. Um, and I think the biggest mistake that parents make is they use their child as or children even worse than child as the weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. And it seems like looking back, I was a weapon of choice. There was one time that I had skid marks in my underwear and my dad was like, can you be more specific? 
Basically, I didn't do a very good job of wiping. I got shit in my underwear. No, but you said one time. Oh, no, that was not one time. But... But and my dad was like, "Did your mother teach you to do this?" And then you know, my mom would say nasty things. Um, mm-hmm. And as a kid, you're growing up, and it's like there, there's a lot of conflict there. And you know, my my family was is was for a long time very anti Eddie. His nickname was Ed the Head by my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time went on, like that that mellowed a lot. Um, but it was interesting because you know, my dad you moved to Austin when I was. Green. I was in 84. Oh, 80, oh, I didn't realize it was 84. So that yeah. would... Uh, You're about like five. I just, yeah, just five. finished up football season here. And uh, I was playing semi-pro football as well. Oh, cool. And we had just finished up the season. Then I got transferred to Austin. And so the divorce... I, I forget what the custody was. But essentially what happened was... I I was supposed to have... A, I, I ended up being a month in the summer. And they were supposed to change Christmases. And that didn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Because my family was selfish. Or at least that's... You know, like they would keep... Whatever. Um... But it, it was interesting growing up because, you know, I would see my dad once, uh, you know, really, really for one period of time in a year, and it was 30 days, and you would take time off. And I remember there was one time you had an apartment. It was after you and, and Kristen's mom divorced, and it, it's something that stuck with me, as a, and you guys are going to think this is cheesy, but he changed his answering machine, and because I'm named after him, so, I'm, you know, I'm Eddie Galan Aldaka, whatever, um, the second, and he's, you know, named after him, so it's, you know, like... We we did a phone message where it was like, hey, this is Big Eddie G, and then my little like seven year old or eight year old voice, whatever, it's like this is little Eddie, little Eddie G, L E G. See, I'm sorry, saying Ellie, <laughs> and you know it was like that was such a cool thing to me as a as a kid, which as a, a you know dad's like that's nothing, that's right. just a voicemail message or a, a answering yeah, machine, answering machine, not yeah. voicemail. Then you know, and so I don't have really bad memories growing up. Um, as a kid until I really was a teenager, you know, there was the moments where, and I, and I mentioned on the podcast where Kristen would get in trouble. She would get spanked. And I that's, would, a, that's your half sister. That's my half sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I would get, I would get spanked too, just to make it fair. Like she would get paddled. She had a paddle with her own name on it. Probably still has it somewhere. <laughs> and I would get paddled and I'm like, what the hell? Like, why am I getting in trouble? I'm a good kid playing in like legend of Zelda in the room, which a uh, confession um, I totally stole her Tetris years ago, her like Nintendo, super, like regular <laughs> yeah. Nintendo Tetris. I totally walked off with that one summer, and I still have that game. And she's not getting it back because possession is nine tenths of the law, mm. um, and, and and that's Teresa's now. So, um, can I, can I jump in here for a second? Yeah, so, go ahead. so Eddie, I'm wondering at, at this time. Uh, so you're down in Austin. You're still seeing Galan about a month mm-hmm. out of the year. Mm-hmm. What what is that relationship like for you? during that time because obviously there's parts of your life that progress that keep going on uh you you get married to someone else you have mm-hmm. another child uh but then still so galan's your son you're seeing him one month out of the year what, what was that like for you well it was you know something we look forward to but <clears throat> i i made of course i on hindsight in hindsight i see it as a mistake but i tried to buy him you know whenever we'd see him i'd, I'd buy him gifts and clothes and just i mean top of the line everything to try to make up for the lost time instead of paying attention to the quality of time with him i was more concerned with putting a value on it to make up for hey i messed up you know let me try to make it up for you in, in terms of dollars yeah you like know. this is the situation we're in but at least i can do this mm-hmm. yeah. interestingly my mom was the same way when she made mistakes she would buy and so now as an adult as a husband and a father when i do wrong my first instinct is to mm-hmm. what can i get Oh, hey, I had an argument with Teresa. Let me stop and get her a coffee or a tea 
Or at one point it's like, oh, she really wanted this pan. Let me go buy this pan for her to make it up and just be like, hey, I'm really sorry. Hey, I got this for you. Everything's yeah, but is is that wrong or is that just smart? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's smart when you're married. It yeah, be, totally. It can be both, but it, it's just interesting that it's like that. Mm. That was such a, so ingrained into it. That's that's where the first place that I go. Um, you know, but I don't I don't look at it from a bitter perspective. Like I don't look at it that I don't remember it as my dad wasn't around. It was I guess the thing. Like dad. as a kid, you're growing up. That's just your reality. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's what it was. I mean, you grew up with me for the most part. Like I never. And you did always have the coolest Nintendo game collection. I did, but a lot of that was my mom, which is a totally different episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. <Talk> about so <clears throat> so let's let's jump into so then we get into the teen years. Cool. Yep. And so, well, I guess yeah. So one of the cool things is, is I got into a teenager. Is my dad worked at a at a putt putt wannabe place, which if you don't know what putt putt is, from you're not in the DFW area, it's basically mini golf, miniature they golf, have, arcade, yeah, mini golf, arcade, batting cages. That he worked at something called putting games, which mm-hmm. was basically a putt. So it's like I got to go up and I got to I got to quote unquote work, but mostly he would just unlock the arcade games and I could do free quarters and I get to play all the arcade games. So I beat Super Street Fighter two with every character. Played a game <laughs> called Kadash. Like I, I it was it was awesome. And there was one time where. I was having, I was playing, I played so much mini golf that I had a hole in one through like hole 14 and I get to hole 15 and I, I screw it up and I just, I, I lose it and I bash my putter and break it and I mm-hmm. hit it. Like I threw it off and I discarded it, went back up, went back inside, played arcade games and he comes up and he's like, he's holding the damn putter. <laughs> like, he's like, what'd you do? <laughs> like it wasn't me. It's like he knew it was me. It could have been anybody, any of the kids that were there, but he knew that I did that, and so it's like I didn't get I didn't get allowance for like the rest of the time I was there because I had to replace the putter, which probably cost like five bucks or whatever. Or less. Hashtag dad senses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think moms are born with intuition, but dads have this sense yeah. about totally. their kids. But it, <laughs> you know, so he he ended up. Um, you know, so he divorced Kristen's mom. Like she was horrible. So to go back to something that I, I touched on. So when I was growing up, um, this woman abused me. Like physically, would send me home with bruises, um, scratches on your face. Yeah, like I, I one time I, I I peed on the rim of the toilet as boys and men are prone to do, and didn't clean it up, and she like beat the holy hell out of me for it. Um, at the time, I didn't necessarily know that that was wrong. Like I thought it was just what moms did or stepmoms did she was the, the evil stepmom but it's my mom was inappropriate the one joke time yeah in her defense you haven't done it since <laughs> yeah. well no I, I learned to wipe it up with <laughs> inappropriate guys <laughs> inappropriate apropos wow uh, no, dark. no comment but you know it's was just it's, you know it was it was it was my mom and my family that freaked out about it and that's when I realized that it was wrong but and I yeah. never I never told them because it never happened again and it and I want to say I kind, I kind of casually mentioned it I didn't sit down and be like Hey, by the way, let's have a talk about what happened when I was five to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I suffered child abuse, not from my father, not from my mother, but from a step parent. And that's I think that's a, a parent that any, any parent that remarries and has kids is a fear, is you know that you're going to not treat my child as your own. Mm-hmm. Um, which interestingly enough, that's not necessarily how it went because her child got it too. Um, well, it was just... can I ask Eddie a question again about that? So you didn't know about that at the mm-hmm. time. You didn't find out about that until years there, later. There was one incident where I had come home and Galan had scratches on his face. And uh, they tried to play it off as that he and Kristen got into a fight. And that's where he got the scratches from. But, of course, later on when he, when we talked about the abuse, it was her. 
she had done it. Wow. <laughs> you remember Kristen used to eat butter? She did. <laughs> from, the, from the dish. Is, butter, like, is butter a carb? <laughs> no, no. Well, okay, okay. So I forgot about that until just now. Like she would eat some <laughs> from the butter dish. So gross, man. I was this pretty, is the podcast I, of a million digressions. I was pretty pretty <laughs> angry about it. And, and I said, yeah. why didn't you say anything to me about that? And he said, well, that was your wife. And had you known, you probably would have. I said, hell yeah, I would have ended it. Had I known that had been going on for as long as it had been, I would have. Yeah. But he didn't. Be he, yeah, you don't know. In all his punishment or abuse, he he put me first. Wow. You know, and, and uh, I, you, there's no words for that. Yeah. There's no words. That's just, that's as pure unconditional love, mm-hmm. you know. To, wow. And then, yeah, so it's, you know, he ended up marrying the, the mother that would, you know, my little brother Matthew and my other sister Jordan. And when Jordan was born, I was 14, so I was about to go into, to, we weren't in school, we weren't in high school yet. It was the summer before high school. <clears throat> and she cried all the time. Like, nonstop. At least that's what it was. That's how it was with the 14-year-old me. Like, I didn't want anything to do with that. Like, I had no connection to my little sister. Like, Okay, so this is, you, you ended up, this is uh, this is a, another, another wife, another half-sister, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I figured yeah. if you wanted children, you marry them. You don't have children out of wedlock. So, oh, yeah, totally, totally. But it's, you know, and, and it's funny is, is one thing I do, I do keep is, is yeah, they're my half-sisters, but it's like they're, they're my brother and my sisters, you know. That's cool. Okay. You know, um. And and so I I asked to leave. I, I it may have been not even a week. Is that when we month. put you on the bus? Yeah. So yeah. his what he didn't know then is his his wife his in wife put me on the bus on from Austin to Fort Worth with no money for food, like didn't didn't feed me breakfast, gave me no money for food or drinks when they, when the bus would stop along the way. Um, and so and then and then on top of that like Greyhound lost my <laughs> lost my luggage. I remember that. Wow. <laughs> oh man, my mom was like this is your father's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like what did he pay Greyhound? Anyway, so but because of that and I don't know if it was if it what it was but it's like we really didn't talk for four years until I graduated. Until you graduated. Yeah, and so, and it was, so it was like I went my entire high school which by that time it's like John and I were going to church, we were doing mission trips and uh, you know, I was up at the church every day. I was busy. Well, I knew about that. Yeah. I knew that you were involved in, in tr- at uh, Trinity Baptist, but I didn't. Uh... Yeah, so it's like you know. But we, Shout out to DBC. <laughs> but it's like I, my my summers, like we were doing the mission trips and youth camp and VBS and you name it. And so, really, I think that separation would have happened anyway. Not mm-hmm. necessarily not talking, but I would have stopped going because you were busy. I had so much stuff, and you 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 would have been supportive of that. Well, I knew I knew he was active in the church because I went to the same church in high school because we graduated oh, okay. from the same high school. Yeah, we had so, teachers that knew you too, and I <clears> suffered <throat> for that. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, one of those teachers is on the Texas school board. I think she's still on the Hardy. Texas board. Was I don't know if she's Pat still Hardy. Yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You so. can see an awesome clip of her on the Daily Show back when John Stewart was. Yeah, John Stewart kind of ripped her apart yeah. a little bit. Saw her, I saw her one time long after we had both graduated, and she said, "Thank God your son wasn't like you." <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny because she did not like me at all. <laughs> and then we had a, we had Miss Deller also, but I think she was Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. I'm sure Johnson our listeners are finding this fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just is... talked to her just recently. Oh, that's so cool. She's that's still Miss Deller. Mm-hmm. She, she was awesome. She lives but, in Northwestern Hills. So yeah, I, yeah. I actually also thought Miss Hardy was awesome for the record. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back but, to your story. Yeah. So, so long story short, like we had some up, ups and downs. Like, and there were a lot of things that were there were probably a lot of downs that I don't remember as a kid because as a kid you don't realize that those are bad mm-hmm. things that are happening or those are less than ideal circumstances 
what really what really hurt was the the non talking, and I don't I didn't and just realized that as an adult, like not talking to my dad for four years, um, and and I was busy, so I didn't think about it. But it's like I think that that as a kid that that hurt. Like you would still send letters mm-hmm. with like the, you know, and and I wouldn't read them because I was bitter. Um, now, Eddie, that was also the period of time where you found out Galan was gay, right? <laughs> okay. I, we we accepted him anyway. Figured, yeah, yes. you know we That's... would. We would send big boob chicks his way, and hopefully that he would turn around. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but it, but it's you know it. it I mean, and, and then so when we when we got back together, like as father son, it was more of a. It, there was a lot more of a friendship to our our father son relationship, mm-hmm. and that's something that's carried on. Now is he's my father. I respect him as my father and my dad because I think that there's a distinction between fathers and dads, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, and we've had disagreements. You know, there was. Uh, can we, real quick, can we go back? Okay, yeah. Eddie. So for that four, that four year period of time, you're sending him letters and things, and would hear things about him. Uh, but then it seems like since then you've made you made a, the concerted effort to for you guys to reestablish a connection. I wonder what was behind, what was the motivation behind that, and what was what's the goal? Well, uh, back then, of course, I was I was pretty selfish and and only interested in, in my own goals and my own dreams and. The rest of it was just like baggage that you take with you. Uh, but it wasn't until I met uh, who I call my angel bride, Shelly Ann, uh, back in uh, 2005 that really turned things around because she's literally the beauty that tamed the beast. Okay. Um, it was just, I don't know, it just changed my whole life. and. Uh, it wasn't about being selfish. It was about being family. That's what she was. She led by example. She didn't nag. She didn't gripe. She just, this is the way it is. I'm just going to live my life. This is. She comes from a family of seven. Uh, it changed my whole outlook about things, that I didn't know everything I thought I knew. Um, made me wide open to uh, to my what my children had to say, what they thought, how they felt, and it mattered. Of course, back then it didn't. I was the boss. I was the dad. Do as I say, not as I do. You'll listen or be punished. And when Shelly came along, it totally changed the dynamic of who I was and what the family was. Because uh, my dad and, and my, I haven't seen my biological mother since I was 13. That's a whole other segment. Uh, and my dad was in the military, and he was never around. So it was, um, I, I, you had to fend for yourself. And then when kids came along, um, kept the same mentality. I fend for myself. You're just part of the travel baggage, I guess. But she changed everything, and I think that that was the turning point in our relationship when I started to hear him and listen to him. Gotcha. And um, as a matter of fact, I've learned a ton from all of my children because they're all pretty smart, and they know a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, but that's, that's a good point. That's like what you know, Dale Hinton has said is talk with your kids. Don't talk at your kids. Mm-hmm. And you can learn a lot together. Well, and, and I think the missteps that, that my father made with me and, and Kristen to a certain extent, like Jordan and Matthew benefited from those. He's a better father because of the mistakes he made. And ultimately, I've come out no worse for wear because of, of the mistakes my mother and father made. And if my little brother and sister can have a better father because of that, then in the end, for the it's, it's for the greater good. It worked out. Mm. You know, it's like there, there, there are people that go through and they don't come out clean on the other end and I, I did and so you know it's it's interesting as adults when you have disagreements with your father because it's very tempting to you know cut off 
contact or you digress you know, or or, <laughs> or, or is is with and, and we, you and as you and i have talked about like with kids involved it's like oh well you just can't see your grandkid mm-hmm. and it's like how do you i can't reconcile in my mind unless you did something so incredibly atrocious how do you take that joy away from <clears throat> someone because of your disagreement how do you rob your your child of that right. of that experience of having grandchildren <clears throat> you know it's well, I think disagreements come from not listening and paying attention. And, um, and I think that that's where I used to be with you is I didn't listen to you. Yeah. And we, there was one time where he effed me and hung up on me. <laughs> and uh, we didn't talk for a few months. Yeah. And I think it was all over baseball. It had to do with the Texas Rangers. And... Um, <laughs> Of course, back then a lot of people were uh, using a lot of profanity. <laughs> we were talking about the Texas. Well, it, it, so. I think that was that was the stem of the that was the the straw that broke the camel's back, like that conversation, because that came shortly after a conversation that actually you and Kristen had with me about mm-hmm. Teresa, mm-hmm. and essentially, mm-hmm. like it came down to no need to get into the conversation, but it came down to <laughs> too I, late. Yeah, I I essentially like I picked my wife in that situation. I chose her and. When I went back to have a conversation, that's when the whole Ranger thing happened, and yeah. it was still so fresh. I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah. I um, all right, fine, I'm done. And then I realized later on, I'm like, okay, I could do the adult thing and apologize, or I could do the selfish thing and just be like, go on living my life. And I realized that it was better to be an adult and work things out than it is to walk away. And well, it, 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 it was a learning curve for me because Shelly was there when that conversation took yeah. place, and she said, what just happened? And I said... I think me not wanting to budge and him not wanting to budge. I wonder where I get it. You know, and it, it wound up something so stupid and yeah. childish got in the way of what was a budding relationship again. Uh, we, we let things kind of die down and just kind of picked up where we left off. But this time around, it was, I need, to, I need to open my ears more. I need to quit being so stubborn and hard-headed that maybe I don't know everything there is to know. Right you know, I can learn from... A Galan or a, a Kristen or a Jordan or a Matthew. So, how would you guys? Because just as we're sort of finishing up the, this story, we're going to get to you guys, Joe yeah. and Cliff. Uh, I want to know how you would describe your relationship now, because I've you know I've been to the movies with you guys. I see you know Eddie, you and you and Shelly come over a lot of we're we're at Galan's house and a lot of the same holidays and things. And uh, it seems like now you guys have a pretty great relationship like Galan talks about is for for whatever ups and downs there have been in the past now as both of you guys are adults now that you know he has a there's a granddaughter in the picture Mm -hmm. and things you guys seem to have figured it out and like Galan said he seems no worse for wear necessarily now well maybe you're just great at hiding the scars Galan I respect the fact that he's that he's a father and (laughs) and a husband and it's still hard to grasp because I'm 60 years old now and he's 38 he's still my son and it's hard not to want to parent him, yeah. you know. And But I, I tell him all the time, I said, you know, I, I'm leaving you alone to live your life and grow your family because they come first now. Right. You know, I'm, I'm on the back burner. And when you have time, then we'll get together. But I'm, I'm not going to stick my nose in your, they just live just on the other side of the freeway from us. I could be over there every day. And I told him this. I could see you guys every single day and visit with Ellie every single day. But... You have your own life to live and your own family to build. 
And I said, I don't, I don't want to be a burden. Oh, there's dad again. God, don't answer the door. You know, <laughs> Ellie, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Turn Ellie lights. would be the one holding the blinds open. Hi, Pa, we're not home. No, <laughs> it's, 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 like, there was like, there's a kid in the scatty corner that came over and he's like, he's knocking on the door. He's like, I hear you. You're, you're, I know you're in there. Answer the door. And like the next yeah. time she's like, um, you don't yell at us at the door through the door. Like if we if we don't want to answer the door, we're not going to. But she said it in a four year old. Ellie said that. Yeah, wow. she let that kid. She she repeated. She She's territorial. It depends um, on what the subject matter is. Yeah, Galan yeah. is my go to for a lot of things that um, nerdy stuff, movies, yeah, computers, uh, comic book stuff, uh, yeah. and sometimes they'll say, "Just Google it, Dad." Yeah. Like dumbass. Is your friend. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny because I'll be like, "Hey, what's up, you old shit?" And he's like, "It's Mr. Old Shit, sir." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> on his birthday, on his birthday, I called and I'm like, "Hey, Mr. Old Shit, sir, how's it going?" Yeah. I'm like, "You get it, you get it once a year, on your birthday." So Everybody gets so, one. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, long story short, it's like you know we have a, a very interesting relationship. It's it's been up, it's been down. We are, I think, as much friends as we are mm-hmm. father son. You know, he is my my daughter's grandfather. He will always be her grandfather. Um, you know, and one day I hope that she has the relationship with him that I had with my grandfather before his death. But at least, you know, but more of expressing uh, emotion and affection, which yeah. my grandfather and I didn't do. Um, but this has actually run a lot longer than um, I think I expected because my father and I both like to hear ourselves talk about <laughs> ourselves. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and come back and we're going to have the Shaw segment. Yeah, we're going to have we're going to have a it's going to be interesting to see how it contrasts. One thing I know is uh, Joe and Cliff, they're going to be way more tattoos involved in that story. Yes. Tons, tons. So we'll be right back. We are back, and now we are going to going to talk to Joe and Cliff about yes. their stories. So, yes. I wonder, Cliff, if we could start in the same place back before Joe. Is Joe your oldest? Youngest. Youngest. Okay, so yes. there's some history before you even get in this picture. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm okay. chapter two. I'm not chapter one. Gotcha. So and chapter two is better. That's oh, wow. Okay. Don't let chapter one listen. To this. Uh, you know, it's so, before Father's Day, so he's throwing it out there, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. By the way, mom knows what I want, so just ask her. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk to your sister about that too. Okay, all right. There we go. So, Cliff, what was going on in your life when you first became a dad, and then from there to the time when Joe came along? Well, Joe's brother Josh uh, was our first. And uh, he was a little hellion. Uh, let me. Can I rephrase it? Sure. He is a hellion. I'm still a hellion. <laughs> Congratulations, no, he's, he's Josh. He's a good young man now. He's he's finally maturing. Got a good job. Got a good girlfriend, and he's doing well now. And I'm proud of him. I met Josh. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is. I mean, from like the hours that I've been and, uh, yeah, Sylvie's party. There's some things here that I want to share with you later. But excellent. Um, yeah, I, I was at work, and Elaine was pregnant with Joe, and she calls me, and she says, "I think I'm in labor." I said, "Why don't you call your doctor?" <laughs> I, I'm at work. <laughs> so, so that truth. So kind of guy, like, the, we're paying this guy to take she, these calls. Uh. She calls the doctor, and then she calls him back. And she says, "I need to go to the hospital." I said, "We have two cars. <laughs> you are two blocks from the hospital. You're just pregnant." <laughs> so yeah. anyway, the eighties. Anyway, I, I went home and took her to the hospital, and uh, the doctor wow. said she'd had a C-section with Josh, and so. He wanted to do a C-section 
with Joe because complications arise. And so he said, okay, we're going to wait. So I gave her a transfusion, da-da-da. Long story short, he decided he was coming that day. Oh, wow. And so the doctor says, okay, we're going to have to do a C-section. Let's get this done. And just to just to interrupt, so this is I'm a month early. Yeah. So oh, so this is why premature. This is why there's like a lot of kind of like I don't know if he's really coming, and I don't know why don't you do this because, yeah, I was a month out from my due yeah, date, so true. nobody really totally thought that I was coming yeah. at that time. So my dad's not a total jerk. No, he he was just he was just like, look, we still got a month on this thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and, and I forgot yeah, about that. His, his actual due date was seven eleven. Yep, which was my mom's birthday. Oh, nice. And so he comes on 6-11. He yep. wanted his own day. I Absolutely. Did. And I'm glad he did. And month yeah. two, apparently. And month yeah. two. <laughs> so anyway, we go to the hospital, and Josh is with me at the time. My little guy. And then, was it the age difference between Josh three and Three years. Okay. Yeah, three, three and a half years. Three and a half okay. years. And so, uh, anyway, Elaine goes through the surgery. The baby's born. And the, the uh, baby doctor has him in the room, and he's punching him and checking him and slapping him. And Josh is standing at the glass, and he's banging on the glass. And he says, stop doing that. That's my brother. That's awesome. <laughs> First awesome. time recognition of a sibling. Oh, wow. Like right know. there? I mean, he yeah. knew mom was pregnant, but he had no clue what was going on. When he saw the baby, that's my mm-hmm. brother. Stop beating on him. You know? Instant that's connection. Awesome, man. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, unfortunately, it stopped right there. <laughs> that was the end. That was the last time. First and last. No. No, and, and there's some stories, and I'm sure Joel will share one. But they, <laughs> there were times... <laughs> He tickled himself already. When they, they tried to burn the house down. Oh, oh, wait, wait. oh that's, yeah. That's, that's a good story. Awesome. They're in the hallway, and they're trying to build a campfire via the carpet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so so, so I'll, I'll kind of jump in here. So, so because I was the youngest, and I assumed my brother, who had come before and had laid the groundwork, was the smartest person in the world. Uh, it only took until he broke my arm when I was five for me to realize he was not the smartest person in the world. Yeah. But, but he had you fooled for five years. Did. This is yeah. true. And one of those things was he was a little bit of a pyro, and my parents <laughs> hid the matches from him. But they didn't bother hiding where they hid them from me because I was two. I was yeah. Sylvie's age. And they put him in a pot on the top of the mantle, thinking no one's going to figure this out. And I just filed that information away, and my brother goes, hey. Where those matches go? And so in the middle of the night, I go, oh, mom and dad put them right up here. And he's like, all right, let's climb up and get them. So we got him, and he was like, all right, let's, let's come over here in the hallway, and let's light it. And he struck it, and it lit, and he went, oh, no, and he dropped it, and the carpet went, Whoa. Wow. And then it, like, burned out, but it was, like, smoke. Right, right below the smoke alarm. Yeah, and then, of course, oh, that right. went off. Luckily. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, that yeah, went so. off, and mom came around the corner, and there they were, and Joe's sitting there going, I didn't do this. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand what the big deal is. What's happening? I just want to point out that I never set the smoke alarm fire off mm-hmm. or fire yeah. alarm off. Oh, well, then. Joe actually didn't do it. It was his brother. Oh, no, I totally blame Joe. I was not the idea guy. <laughs> you're, you're culpable. And then there was, was a the time when Joe came running around the corner with a towel around his neck and his hair all askew. And Josh is chasing him with a pair of scissors. He's cutting his hair. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> and, then, and it was okay because it was Josh and he knew everything, you know. And yep. then the day I walked outside in the backyard and there's two little naked boys standing mm. on the curb peeing in the wind. Yep. <laughs> and I used to have a picture of it. I think Joe found it and destroyed <laughs> it. Probably. But uh, like, like he said, until that fateful day when Josh broke his arm, at that point, it was all over. Wait, how did he break your arm? Were you guys wrestling? No. So we tree? were, okay, so we were at church. At church. 
So as oh, most good broken bone stories start, we were at church. My parents had a Bible study that they went to, I think, on Wednesdays or Tuesday nights. And so the church did child care for the kids of the parents that were in the Bible study. So you would go drop your kids off at the church, then go to someone's house for the Bible study and come back and pick your kids up. So we're going, we're going, we're playing. And, you know, I was obsessed with my brother, and so I wanted to, like, hang out with him. And I was the, you know, little sibling and, like, get away, get away. I want to do my own stuff. And so there was, like, these side rooms that were, like, Sunday school, like, small group rooms. And so my brother had gone in, like, shut the door and was in there with his friends. And I was like, I got to get in there. I got to get in there. And he was like, no, you can't go in. And when he finally opened the door, I ran in. I stood on a chair, and I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm in here. And he pushed me off the chair. I lost my balance and landed right on my arm. Clean break. And, of course, I started screaming at the top of my lungs. He's like, shut up. I'm sorry. You can play. You can do whatever. Just shut up. And then the person comes in. It's like, what's wrong? And my brother's like, I don't know. He just won't stop crying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't feel my arm. And they took me to the ER, and... It was broke. Oh, yeah. broke My butt totally puckered when you you said you fell off and like hit your arm and well, the, oh, the arm went through the chair. Well, that's what they said, but I I don't. He was there. He knows. I fell <laughs> off and went like this. So, which really translates for a podcast. Yeah, he he touched it. So did mine, right? So did mine, right? Tell me about it. He's showing that he tucked his arm and then fell over onto his arm. So totally. So we're in the ER, right? We're waiting for the doctor. And I had just gone to see a doctor about having some uh, surgery done on my wrist. Well, in walks that doctor. And Dr. <laughs> Dr. Swords looks at me and says, we have to stop meeting like this. <laughs> he said, so what did you do to your son? I said, why did you say what did I do to my son? <laughs> he said, well, it's usually the dad's fault. And I said, well, I left him at the church when we went to Bible study. See, I told you it was your fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, he, he sent a look at him. He said, you guys might want to walk out of the room so I can take care of this. Ugh. And they had already given you a shot, I believe. Yeah, they gave me. Yeah, they put me to sleep, so he could set the bone because he knew it was going to be an intense pain. And I was five, so they wanted me asleep when he did it. But, but yeah, apparently, according to the doctor, he set my bone. It didn't break the growth plate. It was just a clean break. He yeah, set that it. Was good. But the pain was so intense, I opened my eyes, sat up, and looked around the room, and then sat back down and closed my eyes. So wow. if I had been awake, it would have been like. Immeasurable pain, like back in the military. Mm-hmm. Just, just to hop in, when I brought my arm, and we were in a freshman in high school, and when John and I appointed it, John just then. And when I went in for the first visit, the uh, the bone wasn't set properly. They didn't give me any pain medication. The guy just reached inside the splint that I had and set it right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I probably should have sued. Ooh. But uh, I screamed so loud, my mom like she came running back, and she said I was the reddest that she had ever seen. Which and is saying a lot. Did, yes. Nah, I'm just <laughs> but it's, yeah, like he just reached up. So it's like, it's good that you were out. Because like when I broke yeah. it, they, they in the hospital, they put me out with Demerol okay. and said it. I woke up and I'm like, I couldn't feel, I felt great. Right. Oh, yeah. So of like, course you did. Anyone have any Demerol? Demerol? <laughs> Demerol? I'll take some Demerol. But yeah, no, it's, uh, no, I love my dad. He, he's something where I've had, you know, he and my mom have been together 37 years, I think he said. Right? That's almost as long June. as I've been. In June. So this month, alive, 37 yeah. years. And, right. you know, I didn't know any different. And I got frustrated sometimes because I'm very headstrong, um, no. as is my dad. So, <laughs> And uh, we butted heads quite a bit. But it's one of those things where he was never he was never unreasonable. He was always willing to listen to what I needed to say and what I wanted to have happen. And, and you know, he was always this is the, the consequences, your choices, your consequence mm-hmm. was very clear cut. But he was never, never, ever unreasonable, and and he was always 
communicated to me, you know, he loved me, always gave me hugs, showed me affection every day and, and told me it was okay to kind of express my emotions and talk about it. And it really gave me a safe space to kind of evolve. And I still, you know, had my rebellious teenage years as, as one does, but it was kept in check immeasurably because I really deep down knew how good I had it and how not so good other people have it. So, I know, Cliff, I wonder going in, so, so you're already a dad when, when Joe gets here, mm-hmm. what, was there anything that changed for you the second time around or, or do you, do you feel like it was easier because you had just gone through it or what, what would you say, what kind of impact did it have on you? I don't think it was easier. Um, cause they were unique individuals in themselves. So writing one, the new manual. The only, <laughs> going back to the top yeah, part. The yeah. only thing that made it easier was they both had the same initials so we could pass down the clothes. Right. <laughs> you know, and if they got out of hand, we just told them they came from JPS, John Peter Smith. So, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, I think, uh, honestly, and I love Josh, his brother, but Joe was kind of a blessing. Um, when he came, uh, right as I started working nights, and so uh, when I would come home, Elaine would take Josh and drop him at the daycare, and Joe would spend time with me during the day. And we, I think that's why we have such a close bond as opposed to Josh and I. Josh is closer to his mom. Uh, gotcha. Um, and, and Joe and I have a very close relationship, and I think that's why. And I used to teach him good songs. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Elaine, would, rock comes in. Elaine would come in from work, and there'd be these two little boys singing Shoebop, you know, and, <laughs> and help me, Rhonda, and all those kind of things. But yeah, I, I, I won't say it was easier or it was harder. It was a blessing to have two boys, and not that having girls is bad. Because oh, is. I have a daughter. Yeah, it just has because its I have own, a daughter. Its own set of worries. Yes. Because I have a daughter. Okay. And uh, from my previous marriage, and. Um, we finally found her after yeah. 23 years. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. And so that's that's been a blessing, and uh, we went to her daughter's yep. graduation so, at the yep. University of North Carolina for the first time we'd I'd seen her in 23 years. Yeah, and that was a wow. year ago. So, that's yeah. awesome. Wow, how cool! So it was neat, and uh, all because of Brianna. She yep. said, "I want my grandfather at my graduation." Yep. Oh, that's and cool. And my daughter said, "You know, I wanted to call you, but I didn't know what to say." Wow. And her husband has said to us, I can't tell you the night she's cried wanting to call you or wanted mm-hmm. to see you, want to talk to you. Man, that would be, oh, that, be that would be a really interesting. It was a heart tug, you know, it pulled the strings. That'd be an interesting yeah. conversation. And Joe and I went up for, for, for the weekend, for graduation, and bless his heart, he paid for everything so we could go. Because when I got the invitation, here's the funny part. I, I asked my wife, I said, Elaine, who is this? And she said, stupid, that's your granddaughter. <laughs> but, but mind you, 23 years, sure. I didn't know who it was. And when she said that, I took a picture and I sent it to Joe, and immediately he comes back and says, we're going. Wow. Well, Elaine and I were going to drive up. I mean, it's only, what, 13, 14 hours? Only. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's not a fun but I was that's just a trip to trip. El Paso. But yeah, I was going to drive to Atlanta, Georgia for that. And he said, no, no, we're going. And so Blitz says, he paid for the plane ticket, the hotel room, the rent car, everything. And didn't nice. ask anything from me because he knew I didn't have it. But <laughs> Joe, you, you're making Galan look bad over here. Yeah, no. forget mattress foam or memory foam money. That's <laughs> memory like, foam money. It's like road trip to. Now we're talking road trip. Well, and we, road trip money. And we did that too at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep. He yep. and Amanda rented a car, and Joe, Elaine, and I drove to Atlanta, and Amanda and Sylvie flew. Yeah. And we left eight thirty, nine o'clock. 
Monday yep. night. Yep. And we and picked drove, them up at the airport. Drove straight and through. And it's just as we got to Atlanta airport, she landed. Oh, wow. So it worked out great. But Joe, Joe, is that why you call it Hot Lanta now? It is. Hashtag Hot cool. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you asked me one question. I've, I've gone off there. That's my ADHD. I just kind of chase these. Right. Oops, there goes a squirrel. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> that's the uh, story you of our podcast. disease? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. That full all doco. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the hardest, <laughs> thing in the, world, the hardest thing in the world for me was when Joe went to college. Okay. Because his mom was working and I had to take him. And uh, we... <laughs> That's a funny story. We we thought we had everything worked out, and we get down there, and we go through the orientation and everything, and I'm in the parents thing, and they start asking for money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> I did, literally. Yeah. I went, what? I thought we had this all worked out. Because he'd gone to, to, to Tarrant County yep. and had some scholarship money. Well, I didn't know how much it cost, because my, my college was free, thanks to Uncle Sam. Uh-huh. Nice. So I wasn't worried about it, you know? So then they started asking for that, and I said, I have no idea. I said, I'm not going home. This kid not be able to stay here. Yeah. So I spent hours yeah. trying to figure it out that day. Wow. And literally about, what, 8, 30, 9 o'clock that night, I yeah. got in the car and started home, and he was in school. Wow. And so, but it was tough leaving him because it's my baby. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, even though he wasn't a baby, <laughs> and I knew he could handle it, and I knew he was going to do a good job. And so, you know, on the way home, I just put him in God's hands and, Amen. Went yeah. home and drank a beer. You know what's funny? And celebrated is, an empty nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freedom. I'm a, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in November. I'm still his baby. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm I'm as big as like 40 babies. Well, but you know, <laughs> it's like we say. You know, you're always yeah, the no, one. You know? But and, and, and as a parent now, I understand that. Yeah, like, I yeah. understand. Like I mean, Ellie jo- will always be. Yeah. Yep. She's looking to be my little girl, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I Josh is still our baby too, you know. I mean, yeah. we have two of them. So. But we don't stop parenting. No, still in our no, mind, no, you're no. going. I'm sorry. Don't do. Yep. And it's like, and oh, it's like, no, and it's like no, you guys no. question. I mean, and the thing is, you you guys have to question everything that we do. It's it's like, man, why do they make that decision? But fortunately, <laughs> you guys have the the wisdom to say that's their. For you they, guys do not not every grandparent right. has that wisdom to say that's their parent that's their baby to raise right. You know, mm-hmm. and it's interesting, you know, it's like in the time that I've known jo- or, uh, Joe, I almost called you Josh for some strange reason. Because we're talking. You're not the first, you won't be the last. But That's it's, right. you know, <laughs> I've done that. It's <laughs> kind of to, to see him like with the, with, you know, the sister <clears throat> going to that and, and to, to be on the periphery of seeing that happen. Yeah. And when he talks about, when he talked about it, it was never, and it's one of the things that I think kind of started or cemented the foundation for our friendship is it was never about him when he talked about it. It was always... That he was, you know, like the way to hear him talk about it, it was he was doing it for you. And as, as you mentioned, like he asked nothing of you. And I thought that was an interesting thing to see that, at the, you know, someone at the time that's in their 20s, you know, and, and, and as someone that's, you know, the tail end of Generation X or whatever, we tend to think of people in their 20s as kids and doing irresponsible things because we stereotype. And that was one of the most adult things that I saw him do. And it was really cool to see him as, as a new friend be like, you know, I, like basically, like I want to take care of my dad and make sure that he has this experience, and that was really, really cool. So to hear your perspective of it for me, that 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 ties that experience up in a nice bow, which is really, really cool. You did take note, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not happening, Eddie. Where do you guys want to go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go to, if you want to go have a burger or Fred's or something, I'm down. But nice. The I mean, other thing yeah. too, I said that was the hardest one. The second hardest was when I did his wedding. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. oh so you actually oh. married him? Yep. Yes. I mean, and you officiated his yes. wedding. Otherwise, that'd be weird. Yes, no, I understand. 
And and when Elaine and I got married, the, the preacher that married us, when he was finished, he handed us a Bible with our names on it. Oh. And he had it engraved inside, and he said, the first time you see you married and named together is on God's Word. Well, I've done that for every wedding I've done. And uh, I did great until I got to that part. And then I almost lost it. <laughs> almost Break lost down it. time. You know, I almost lost it, but it was it was a it was a blessing, and and I love Amanda. She's like a daughter to me. As a matter of fact, I don't call her a daughter-in-law; I call her my daughter. That's what, yeah, yeah sure. which is weird when people say, "Oh, your son married your daughter." I said, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, but 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 she see, it's a theme that's running throughout. She's been a blessing to our family, you know, and her family too. Yeah. And uh, uh, Joe, you want to tell about the night you stole your mother's van? Oh, <laughs> no, nice. That's okay. I'm I'm in. I did have that down here. I'm in, I'm invested. Grand Theft Auto. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's back up. A bit. Did you Billy Club someone in the back of the head? No, first? No, 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 no. So no, I okay. had my uh, uh, learner's permit, and I wanted to just go. I, this is in my rebellious years, where I'm like, no one's gonna hold me down. I'm gonna go wherever I want to go and do whatever I want to do. I'm gonna take the van wherever <laughs> I want. And Maybe I, van. And oh, I took it awesome. to Target and back. <laughs> Please tell me you like bought a jars wait, wait, of clay wait, wait, wait. CD or something. No, this is funny. Stole mom's credit card. No, bought a jars I, of clay CD. I went, no, this is the best part. This is the best part, right? So I'm, I'm, jars I'm, no, so I'm, I'm 15. I have my learner's permit. Damn millennials. I, I drive to to Target. I try and apply for a job, and they say we don't hire you unless you're 16. So I get back in the car and drive back home. So I'm like, well, that was pointless. But the point is, I could do it, and I did it. All right. All oh, right. oh, but you forgot the part where you got lost. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and had to put gas in the Yes, car. I forgot about that. The, Convenient. My parents yeah. only figured it out because they came back and the van was half empty when they left and it was full when they came back. Uh, wait a minute. Did it the gas ferry come? <laughs> it took mom a couple of days and then she said, you know, something funny here. And so we were talking about it and I think he overheard us talking about it. He decided to. He said, do you want to put your robe on and get in the confessional, or should I just confess here? Yeah. Like, better get out in front of the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Control the narrative. But that's the thing. Joe Control was always... Control the narrative. Now, Mom and Dad, I was yes. trying to be responsible and get a job. Right. He has one yes, shot of welcome. greatness, and he goes to Target. Yeah. yeah. In all honesty, as far as places. we know, as far as we know, he was always honest with us. You know, I mean, Josh would talk him into doing things like stealing crystals from the lady next door. Oh, gosh. And Joe would always confess, and so he took the crystals <laughs> back to the lady and apologized. And she says, all you had to do was ask. And he says, see, I told you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. I used to break the neighbor's, or not the not next door, but I used to break neighbor's windows. So stealing crystals is nothing. Yeah, no. Oh, can, all right. I was a rock thrower. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah, no, so I just I just wondered just to, if, if, to finish up this part of you guys' story, I wonder what your relationship is like now as adults. So I think, oh, sorry, I just kind of jumped in, but no, so I think we've always been close and I think it's fluctuated in terms of being closer and being further apart, but I don't think it ever wavered in terms of, of how strong our relationship was. But I will say when Sylvie was born, I think our relationship reached a third level if you will so you, you know super saiyan yes okay all right so but you know you have like your first level when you're growing up and then you, you for laughing and, you're welcome. Yeah, you and you become adults and then you get to the point where you're um becomes a grandfather and and it's just it's the i appreciate everything you've done for me i see how hard it is i have mutual respect for you and how difficult it was and i'm sorry for being a pain in the ass 
And be. I hope. Yeah, you said it like it was past tense. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry for always being a pain in the ass. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I hope I can be one tenth of as good a dad as you were. And then I'll know I'll have achieved greatness. And the, it, the interesting thing, I guess, to parallel that is, I mean, because of the ups and downs, I don't look necessarily look and be like, I hope that I'm one tenth of the father you were. Sure. But for me, it's I hope Ellie looks back and remembers me as a father as I remember you. Sure. Yeah. And so it's 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 a similar sentiment right. from a different place. But ultimately, right. that's interesting that we still share through the different relationship. We still share the sentiment of I want Ellie to look back and have a positive, like see me in a positive light yep. and not as the <laughs> you know negative light. That's funny. You're I've got a question written down here. That, that you're stealing the thunder from. Well, don't. Right now. Okay, ask it. Uh, no, no, no. We'll come back to it. Okay, that's uh, fine. Cliff, what, how do you feel? What do you feel about your relationship with, with Joe now? Oh, I, I totally agree. And the, and the thing is, if I need something and I call him and he has time, he comes and takes care of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he set up a TV for me, which I probably could have done, but he had the knowledge having done two or three of them. Yeah, that's what, blue, yeah, Eddie's Eddie's patting along over here, and, being and, like, "I can, you know, I can." Blu-ray display hooking it up, you know. Him, he yeah. has a key. He just came in and did it. We were gone, and and other things too. And and the thing is, um, if I need something, I call Joe because I know Joe has been through it with the home and the baby and the wife, and he'll come help me. Mm-hmm. Joshua too, like that night when you came and moved the boat anchor TV up right. and. <laughs> and got rid of it. it had a, Sounds had a, delightful. Had a big plasma that was 43 inch plasma. And it it weighed just, as much as an anchor. It wasn't actually. I mean, literally. <laughs> and then it died, and DirecTV replaced it for me, and I'm happy, and it's all good. Sweet. Got the new TV, hooked it up myself. So Nice. nice. They, they, they make a, those things color coded now, guys. They make those things. Here, here's something. When you said Come something earlier. It's <laughs> on TVs. You said something earlier about dad and, and father. And the difference yeah. between yeah. the two. And my daughter gave me a t-shirt. And she said, anyone can be a father, but mm-hmm. it takes someone yeah. special, special to be, to be a, a dad. dad. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's very true, I think. Yeah. Well, like anybody can breed. Yeah. But to take that and raise that person as your own, whether it's a stepchild right. or, or an adopted child. or And honestly, Elaine and I were going to adopt children if we couldn't have any. We'd already had our minds made up. And, yeah. Uh, Fortunately, God's blessed us with the two, and now a third. And awesome. uh, you know, there's the old saying: uh, "Grandchildren are God's gift to you for not killing your children." <laughs> you know? And in, in in Sylvie's case, that's very true. You know? And you fall in love all over again. Absolutely, I love being a papa, grandpa. Mm-hmm. She calls me papa, but mm-hmm. I love it. And they know. Yep. Anytime they want to go somewhere, can you babysit? Uh, no, I'm knocking at the door before they hang up. Yeah. <laughs> but like you. I don't come until I'm asked, mm-hmm. you know, and and because uh, I don't want to overstep. It'd be real easy to. It would be because we're right across the freeway too. Yeah, and so uh, it would be very <laughs> and you easy. Have, you have that grandchild that's just there that you know loves you. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. What? Let me. Can I just share? Yeah. Six oh. things that I yeah. wrote down. Sure. Yeah. That awesome. I always <clears throat> try to do with my boys. And the six things. First one is my love. They need to know their father loves them. That it's verbalized and it's shown. And number two, discipline. Discipline is proof that we love our children. You can't discipline other people's children. What it says to them is, I care about you. Right. Third thing is my acceptance. My love is unconditional. No strings attached. We accept them, we accept them no matter what. I'll never stop loving them. 
my approval. They need to hear me say I'm proud of you. Uh, my spoken belief in their life. They need to hear me say you can do it. And last, my active presence in their life. It says you matter. You are wow. important to me. Yeah. And uh, you never, you, you never, you'll never be too big to listen to others. Mm-hmm. You're never too big to listen to others. So think about that. It's a little rebound there, but but before we can forgive one another, we have to understand each other. I know. Yeah. Well that's said. That's right. So, yeah. well, and, and, that's, you know, and if we don't understand each other, that forgiveness will never happen. I think that that's really great because you look at, I mean, especially where our country is right now, and there's so many differences. You have people, we are so divided on a number of things, right. not the, the obvious notwithstanding, but and so many people, and it's something that I, I tend to, I, for a while I kind of ranted about on Facebook. I'm sorry, John and Joe. <laughs> Not to my dad. <laughs> but it's, we we don't seek, and I say we as general, we don't seek to understand the other side right. of whatever topic we're on. We seek to have our side heard. Um, and I always go back to a line in, in, in Fight Club where two characters are talking, and they're talking about like being in support meetings. And it's like people there listen because they're not just waiting for their turn to be to talk. And I think that that's the whole thing of like you're never too big to, to, to listen and to understand. And that's the whole thing. If you spend time trying to understand, you, understanding doesn't mean that you agree. Right. Understanding just means that you understand, you know, that, that you see where they're coming from. And right. I think that's such a huge thing as parents understanding our kids and the decisions they make and trying to course correct them as they're younger and then offer guidance as they're older. Right. Um, but friends, you know, like there are very explosive inflammatory topics and as long as you can understand your friends it's going to help you better understand other people and if we just took time to understand other people our world would inherently be a better place and we're so caught up in in ourselves and our viewpoints and what we think is right that we lose sight of that understanding yeah even if you switch sides you know you could be you could go from right to left or left to right and you forget you know, it's uh, there's another one that's a, it's actually one of my favorite things from the Harry Potter movie or the Harry Potter books where it's Dumbledore has a line where he says, um, "Youth cannot understand how age thinks and feel, but it's an old an old man is is um, basically an old an old man is wrong when he forgets what it's like to be young." Yeah, and that's you have to remember that understanding. You have to remember where you've come from, and it just it helps us be better people. And well, God knows I. I fail at that sometimes. But no, I, you didn't get that from me. This no. right here is all. That's, no. that's why I still learn from him because it's it's profound to me that that our children, our sons and our daughters are what they've learned because he didn't get that from me. I was too selfish to teach him anything. Yeah. Well, I think it, both it, of you guys have a lot to be proud of. Yeah. Oh, guys. absolutely. It, that, yeah. that comes from a story we haven't told on the podcast. But when you when you lose your friend for six years, you go through a lot of soul searching and realizing that. There's a lot of ways that or, you can improve. Or you lose your son. Well, yeah. You yeah. know. You yeah, you're probably more right in that situation than I was. I mean, I was 14. What do I know? But, but what did I, I know? Mad at the world. You know, I we was. listen. Mm-hmm. We learned to listen. And yeah. I thought that was that was awesome. What you what you yeah said those there. those six I things are. I'll we'll yeah. probably have to get those for you and put them on the episode yeah. Yeah. summary because cool. you know yeah. those are. Absolutely. Joe may not remember this, but he was a senior in high school and playing hockey, and uh, he uh, hit a guy. And the referee, who was a good friend of mine, threw him out of the game. And it was—it was no, it was a bogus call. It shouldn't have happened, just because he was tall, and the other guy was a little bit shorter. And so the referee called what he saw. But I said to him that day, 
Don't let your setback hold you back. The best oh. is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Right on. Very cool. And I know he doesn't remember that because it was just in <laughs> passing, but I did. Yeah. You know, and I've and I've used that with other kids uh, as I've coached them and, and everything. I coached hockey for what thirty years now. What a great piece of advice for a dad to hear too, because I mean. You, Eddie and Galan, we look at you guys' story that you're so gracious in telling us, and I feel like, yeah, there were ups and downs, but because you guys didn't just throw in the towel, right. now you have this awesome relationship. Right. You guys have a million awesome memories now, yeah. but because you didn't let that setback hold you back, you just kept, you guys kept going once you got to the place where you could. You know? And I can pass that on to my kid and yeah. say, yeah. you know, oh, it's yeah. like that you're, if you didn't have reason to respect your grandfather, here is here's let me go back to episode 12 of, of the detox podcast and yeah. give it a listen i want you to listen to this episode <laughs> yeah. give us another download i will wait yeah. until oh, you're yeah, done yeah, yeah. One, one of our taglines is it's it's not how you start it's how you finish oh yeah oh yeah you know? and and that's what what we try to live by or yeah. and, and you know it's uh but you know you get through you wake up and you you thank god for the glory of being able to share his day and then you end that day, and it's just incredible hoping to get another shot at the very next day. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and the thing is, is, is I recognize that, man, tomorrow he and I could have a conversation. <laughs> we just get pissed at each other and don't talk. But ultimately, I know that we'll find a way to move past that. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if, if anything, I mean, there's been a lot of people, you know, especially with death of my grandmother. I mean, there's a lot of, of and this is one way, one, a place where he and I have a bit of, of a difference of views but it's like a lot of my family has done whatever wronged me in a way that I just I write them off but for whatever reason whatever my mother and father do and and, and I don't think it goes back to honor your mother and father but there's something that I think of being raised by my grandmother and grandfather so much that I will ultimately find ways to forgive them you know and it's like my forgiveness may not necessarily go beyond that in a lot of ways but for as much as either of them wronged me and may wrong me, I am conditioned to find a way to make that work. Well, if your grandmother was always very open to me, yeah. even though she had reasons not to be. Oh, she man, if I always... say something wrong, she's going to come out of the grave and kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> she's honoring, man. Very she was an awesome woman. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, guys, let's... Let's go ahead and end this segment here. We're going to be back, and we'll go ahead and move into America's favorite segments, Ask the Dads, uh, Dad Jokes, and Things to Check Out. And Dad Jokes, we may run some follow-up questions around the table to yeah. all of you guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting choked up at all this awesome dad wisdom that's being onions. shared with me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thank you guys for hanging out, and we'll be right back. guys we're back and i'm sitting around the table with four dads which uh is fortuitous because now we're going to go into america's favorite segments starting with america's favorite segment ask the dads yes. i'm glad is we have redundant? the f- so four dads and fortuitous and i'm hope we have the fortitude to make it through oh we're not a dad joke yet okay never mind yeah Sorry. that's it was there a lot of alliteration there it <laughs> <laughs> was effing right. it do you guys want the hardball question or the softball question first for Ask the Dads? Start with the hardball. Yeah. All right, let's just get it hard out of the way. Hardball. You guys um, like, like I'd like to <laughs> Hardball. I'd like to know from each of you guys <clears throat> if there's anything that you've ever wanted to tell each other but you haven't yet. Ooh. 
Well, that's a that's an interesting question. Hmm. That's gonna be, really <laughs> ah, gonna be everyone being like, I, I guess nope. I, I did I did the confession before where it's like I totally stole my little sister's Tetris game. That's and a then, weak one. You've well, always wanted to tell your dad that you stole your sister's Tetris. <laughs> actually, I've, I've been meaning I've been meaning to tell him that it's that's like she was upset about it for years. Like if she talked about, it, I think I actually stole her Ninja Turtle game too. I used to steal her Nintendo games. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, but I don't. I don't really necessarily have anything. All right. Like. All right. He knows I so broke. The, he he knows I broke books? the putter. Yeah, we're, we're we're pretty up. Pretty much. Pretty I'm scrolling up through the Rolodex of memories. Yeah, yeah. me too. I can't Which think of anything. Which is short for me. <laughs> I, I regret. <laughs> in my age, I can't remember a lot. It gets shorter, right, as the years Did go you on. Put milk in that coffee. I can't remember. No. Yes. <laughs> I think he would have been a, a good athlete had he been able to. to it, it, if I didn't, if I didn't break my arm. So as, <clears> as a as a baseball player, <clears> I um, like I had a, I had a, a coach that kept stats, and I was in the like four twenty hitting. I mean, as a kid or whatever. But it's like I I was a contact hitter. I could hit really mm-hmm. well. I was really good at fielding. And of all the sports I missed, as a as a punter in high school, like I had a forty five yard average. Had really good hands, but I missed baseball a lot. So I think that I had that. But had I not, then I wouldn't have done picked up music when I broke my arm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have picked up music. I, my friendship with John and our friend Tim might have been different because I would have been spending more time playing sports and less time playing music. And I know that was a big driver during our early years in high school of, of, of getting together. Um, he knows I play D&D, so that's not a confession. <laughs> like your son was a really big nerd in high school. He was like, yeah, don't remind me. Was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm still was. a big nerd. Still. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm teaching my daughter to be one, too. I guess I guess if I could think of anything, it would probably be I played hockey all the way through high school and a little bit after it. And the only reason I kept doing it was because I knew my dad really liked hockey and I wanted to have a really good connection with him. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized I didn't need to play hockey to have that good connection. Mm-hmm. But I got burned out on it pretty early, but I kept going because, well, I wasn't half bad. But it was also because I knew, like, I would have validation. But what I was too naive to realize was I had that validation already. And I see that now. Yeah. So I guess that would be it. All right. Fair enough. Also, fair I enough. That, could have, that was a hard bot. He I also think, had I think sweet that, hands. Yeah. yeah, you also had sweet hands. That's great. Dude, I'm on a podcast with a couple guys with sweet hands. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was one of the one of the jock kids. I remember catching a ball. We were playing in PE. And he's like, man, Galan, for a nerd, you know how to catch real good. <laughs> Today that man's in prison. He may not. He may not have had that big of an accent. I just don't. I like it. Let's leave <laughs> it. No, it was good. Let's, Let's call it a memory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's another one. And Galan, you kind of touched on this. Uh, I stole your thunder. Yeah, but that's okay. When everything's said and done, guys, what do you want your children and grandchildren to remember about you? Let's just start with Galan and go. Okay. Or, or, um, sorry, I, I want my like, I no want, Cliff. This is how we're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> word. Yeah. I want Ellie to remember me. Remember <clears throat> that I was consistent. That I wasn't all over the place emotionally, discipline wise. That I gave her the opportunity to do what she wanted to do without pushing what I wanted her to do. Because it's like you know, I think kids look back and it's like my dad made me, my mom and dad made me do this. You know. They pushed me to do this. I didn't want to do it. I did it for them. And I want her to know that I remember that I'm supportive of, that I was supportive of that, consistent in what I expect of her. Right on. What about you, Eddie? What do you want your kids and grandkids to remember about you? That that I was always willing to listen, always willing to grow with them, uh, to always have an open door, That's you know, awesome. with them. Um, and, and Ellie, the same way, is that uh, it's okay to fail. 
you know, if you pick yourself up or if you fall down, pick yourself up, you know, and let go, let God. Why do we, why do we learn, why do we fall, Master Bruce? <laughs> so we can learn to pick ourselves up. Such a badass line. I, I like it. You guys and Michael Caine tells oh, it. Yeah, so. right. Well, but uh, he tells it, but uh, Thomas Wayne says it. Yeah, in a flashback. Yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah. Batman, dude. No, I knew, Talk but about I just. AB. Okay. I, I, I like my memories to be told by Michael Caine. All right, <laughs> uh, who doesn't? Except Michael Caine, not Michael Caine, and now you see me in movies because I'm not fond of him. In there. So That's Cliff, fair. Cliff, oh, what do you want? Sorry. What do you want your Squirrel. kids and grandchildren to remember about you? Probably two things. Number one, that uh, as long as I'm alive, I'll always be there. Mm-hmm. And number two, that they know I love them unconditionally. Right uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. And right uh, God has blessed me, and so I want to be able to do the same for them. It won't be financially. But <laughs> because when you're in your a kids. faith support ministry, you know, you're just waiting. Am I going to be able to make the house payment this month? Right. You yeah. know, And he grew up with that, so he understands. Um, and still loves me. Totally. And, uh, so that's probably those two things. But we are rich men. Very rich, very rich. Absolutely. So Joe, what do you want your kids and grandchildren to remember about you? So I want them to, love is a big theme that we've gone around, but I want them to know that I always love them no matter what. No matter, I'm always available, I always love them, but really I want them to know that they <coughs> are fearless. I want them to know that, and I want them to know that I taught them that they are fearless. They shouldn't put boundaries on what they can do because they can do anything as long as they understand. I'm fearless, I can do it. And... You'll get through anything. You just got to figure out how you're going to get through it, not if you're going to get through it. That's awesome. why I try and teach Sylvie now. And I tell her that, and I'm like, you understand? She's like, uh-huh. Also, can I eat peanut butter now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> can I just add one thing to that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I may not always be available, but I'm always accessible. Right. Right. Totally. All right, guys. Well, that was a good America's Favorite segment, Ask the Dads. It now might actually be America's Favorite segment this time. It might be, yeah. It's, it's more, more closely lived up to its name. Right. Except for when you guys dodged my first question, but that's all right. I didn't, all right, I moving didn't dodge on. it. I spun it. Moving on to America's Favorite segment, <laughs> Dad Jokes. Do you, did you guys bring along any jokes? I have, have jokes dad scenes? jokes. Oh, yeah. I have one that's terrible, which is why it's a dad joke. It started joke. out. All right. Um, do you guys know that they have apps for everything these days, right? They have grocery apps yeah. and weight loss apps and weather apps and all that stuff. Um, well, also, uh, if you're tired, there's a nap for that. <laughs> if you're tired, there's a nap for that. Okay. But I'm bummed. I actually like that. Rim shot. Um, you know, what's kind of funny is Johnson, you're telling dad jokes, but he's not a dad. He's a faux pas. Oh. 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 Touchdown. Should have gone last. <laughs> so I'll say that uh, uh, yesterday, guys, I accidentally swallowed some food coloring. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, went to the doctor. He said I'm okay, but I don't know. I feel a little dyed inside. Oh, oh! Food coloring. Wow! I died inside from that. <laughs> okay, just a little. Wow, Cliff. Uh, sure. I'm just gonna read it. Go for it. A hungry African lion come, came across two men. One was sitting under a tree and reading a book. The other was typing away on his typewriter. The lion pounced on the man reading the book and devoured him. <coughs> because even the king of the jungle knows that readers digest. And writers cramp. 
Nice, nice. I like. Wow. Eddie Ankelon are just like I, I, I know. I know. Where you, no, no. I, I appreciate that. That's like. That's really, really good. Especially the reader's digesting. I dig it. I, did, I see where Joe gets it. Yes. All right. Do so we, have, we have anything else? Or are we ready to move on to America's favorite segment? We're good. America's All right. Favorite segment. All right. We'll move on to America's favorite segment. Things to check out, or sometimes we call it things you should check out. We're really inconsistent, honestly. Yeah, we like to fluctuate between the titles. Yeah, wait, 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 but when John says we're inconsistent, he's the one that introduces this. So, that's, uh, that's true. <laughs> the inconsistencies with one of us. That's true. I'm very inconsistent. I'm not going to edit that out. Guys, either. things to check out is it? But which, by the way, off mic, I was explaining to Eddie and Cliff what things to check out was about, and uh, Galan pointed out that they both listen to the show, so they actually know. Right. And he made me feel like a real moron. <laughs> it doesn't take much, buddy. But if you. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're new to the show things to check Fair out love. is a segment where we just like to tell you about things that we think that are cool that you should check out it can be either dad related things but more often than, than not it's they aren't so there's that so how do we want to do this I'll, I'll start alright and actually so um, we have four cats which are like it's four too many now um, I used to be a cat person now I'm not um, but we, we changed litter um, we changed because like Target actually coincidentally is where we do most of our shopping they <laughs> had a around for Joe but Joe wasn't there <laughs> yeah they had a he took another job so yeah. took another job <laughs> but uh, they had a they had a sale in like scoop away like a sin and litter and like so I'm like oh crap it's a sale it's for more let's get it and one of our cats did not not like that <laughs> so he took to peeing in the living room <laughs> let's just say I hate that cat right now <laughs> And, and what's funny is that everyone's favorite cat is Cheeto. So it's like everyone loves Cheeto. And I'm like, I hate that cat. Cheeto, Cheeto. I'm like, and it's Cheeto. like we're at the point where I'm like, we're going to get rid of that cat. Because I'm like, I'm not. Once they start peeing, they. But we've bought this stuff. And, and my experience is not going to be the same. But it's stuff called Nature's Miracle. You can get it at PetSmart. I think um, one of my friends said they sell it at Lowe's. But I get it off Amazon. They actually had a, an add-on where if you do 25 bucks, you can get you get a half gallon of it for 6 bucks instead of the normal like 20 Dad tip. Yeah, saving money. <laughs> and so what it does is... is Joe, do it's they an, have kitty litter on Groupon? It's an... That's <laughs> <laughs> probably do. It's All an right, enzymatic well, cleaner, so it's supposed to attack the protein and break the protein down. But if you like, generally, if, if you use hot water, hot water will cause it to bond the carpet. Some cleaners will do it, so we're hoping that that's not the case. Um, but we, we got it, in, and my mom actually put it down yesterday while I was at work, and... In front of the TV, which is where his his place to go was, because basically he's putting it where we can see it. He's not hiding it, and that seems to have actually taken care of the odor. There was, you know, taking care of whatever stain was left. So it's Nature's Miracle, but urine destroyer. So it's actually specifically for cats to destroy their urine. And so far, now our living room doesn't have the, the best padding, so that may be part of it. But it's so far, it's worked. So that's my thing to check out. If you have cats that, you know piss in the living room or piss on the carpet or something then before you clean it go down you know have amazon have um pet smart match amazon's prize because amazon sells it directly hey and put some in your kid's diaper yeah hey man this diaper stink diaper par- genius don't do their job hack. and yeah. put some glitter on it right <laughs> glitter <laughs> Glitter confession? What was it? Glitter, glitter, glitter consideration. consideration. Um, but yeah, so that's was my that, thing to check out. So if you if you have, a, it was one of the Chris or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But Shout it's out to Chris. it's uh, like I said, Amazon, PetSmart, wherever. But if you needed it in, in a pinch, go pick it up. Have you know whatever store price match Amazon. 
but it's uh, Nature's Miracle Urine Destroyer, and I think there's one specifically for cats and for dogs. Nice. So far, so good. Check it out. All right. And it actually smells really good, too. Eddie, what should we check out today, sir? Well, ironically, that it happened to, to do with my car radio. Uh, I called her, it, it have a, a Kia Forte and the little radio, and it went out just driving down the freeway. And I Googled, and uh, pretty much the same complaint with a lot of Kia owners that the radio, the factory radio goes out. Gotcha. So I called around different places uh, that did radio repair. I didn't want to take it to the dealership and be charged an arm and a leg for that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I found a place uh, called Car Toys uh, over by North Hills Mall, North Ridge Mall. Another way to go. And <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Sorry. Listen, they uh, promotions with the, at detoxpodcast.com. Uh, trying, trying to get that car toys money. Hey, yeah, dealt with a lady named Sarah there. Uh, they I left my car uh, the night before, and they said it takes a couple of hours. A couple of other places said it would take a day or two. Uh, in two hours' time, they'd replace my radio. Very reasonable uh, pioneer, to be exact. Uh, loved the place. Was treated uh, incredibly. Uh, I, I don't even have any words. It's great customer service. She came out to the car to make sure I understand how to use the radio. and uh, get, had a, She knew your te- technical <coughs> ineptitude. <Yes. laughs> must have talked to my son, Galan. So uh, I highly recommend Car Toys in Northwestern Hills uh, or Hearst or wherever that mall. Yeah, so if you're in North Texas, I don't know, do they have locations in Yeah, there's North some North there. I know there's one in Irving down from a Chinese food you know, place that you uh, Irving. Yeah, anyways, if you're in North Texas for sure, otherwise check, check them out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, I don't know why. I don't know how it, you just made fun of me. Like, I just know you made fun of me. Oh, okay. I kind of so zoned out. You were still talks. a deer in the headlights trying to figure out what they just said about you. It, it's interesting that we have to deal with customer service situations just in regular life so much that when you get one where they just go a little above and beyond, you're like, they're amazing. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. oh so it's when they do their job. Right. Yeah, yeah. Totally and it's good. like, oh man, there's just <laughs> we have dads that are listening to us. They're in customer service, and they're being like, "Screw you!" Guys. Um, there are two dads on the show that are in customer service. That's true. That's true. Cliff, what should we check out? Yes, Cliff. What should well, we check out? The only thing I know is soccer. There you go. I work with FC Dallas. Been with them 22 years, and uh, <laughs> so that's an interesting story in and of itself that in we didn't even touch itself. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful game. It is. It's the world's game. Football to the rest of the world. Put your footballs up. Put your batting helmets up. Uh, throw those hockey sticks away. Don't even bother with NASCAR, okay? Go well, wait, see wait, wait, what soccer don't, has don't, to do. Don't get into the hockey part. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Except, okay, guys, it's all about hockey and okay soccer. Too, you know? Hockey and soccer. Yeah, that's what I do. I work with hockey and soccer. So Okay, cool. But uh, Yeah, FC Dallas is a, is a great thing. And they have cheap tickets. Yep. And, right on. Uh, Hey, a great night for, with your family. I yeah. will say, so if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, to follow up on that, they have a really good local contract with, I think it's Channel 21. Yep. TXA 21. They're a CBS affiliate, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so they broadcast almost all of their games on there when they're not nationally covered on Fox Sports, ESPN, or Unamas. And even if they are on those channels, oftentimes Unamas. they'll be covered on Facebook. So there's multiple different ways to watch FC Dallas, so you should definitely check that out. And listen to it on 100.7. FM. Every game. Guys, you'll really get into some really hot sports action. I mean, we're talking games, guys, that are one to nothing, uh, sometimes two to one. It's just going to blow your minds. Let's not leave out the zero to zero stalemates. The zero to zero stalemates. You know, 22 years ago when I started, I had, I knew God had a sense of humor. I knew nothing about soccer. Oh, yeah. And Dave Durr, the first head coach I worked with, used to give me a piece of paper and send me the press box with a guy's name and number. He says, every time he touches a ball, put an X on it and write the time down. So I did that for about six games. 
And then finally, I, he, I would hand him the paper, and he'd look, okay, and throw it away. But finally, I said, Dave, are you ever going to use those? He looked me right in the eye and says, have you learned anything? Little did I realize he was helping me to learn the game. And now when That's I go awesome. to practice, and I watch the guys practice, when I watch the games, I actually can see what they're doing and understand it a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. There's more to that game than people realize. Like flopping. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the flopping. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. I love watching flopping videos on. I, I, I'll send them to, to Joe like <laughs> yeah, yeah, at work. I'll yeah. be like, hey, watch this. It's funny or a GIF or whatever. Yeah. GIF, not GIF. Cliff, you're the kind of person I'm afraid of. Someone that's in <clears throat> that knows enough about a, a sport to explain it to me and make it sound interesting, and all of a sudden make me want to watch that sport too. <laughs> Translation: <laughs> John's like, I'm gonna check out soccer. Yeah. Well, I yeah. told them I'm gonna take them to a game at some point. Yeah. So. You're welcome. To we'll come. do it. Cool. Yeah. We'll. Cool. we'll Maybe we'll have a, a, a mobile enough setup to where we can dork out and. Well, we'll dork out and detox it up at a, yeah. a FC Dallas game. We should do it. All right, cool. Joe, what should we check out today? Joe, Joe. It's, you know, it's election season if you're watching House of Cards on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And I have Wow. I thought you were going to go to No, 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 no. So I love House of Cards. It is awful and awesome and <laughs> addicting and frustrating all at the same time stars kevin spacey and robin wright netflix exclusive they just released season five on a tuesday Weird. apropos enough well elections happen yeah. on tuesdays ah, they released it on tuesday because clever it's a girl. season about an election right so there you go so you can check it out all 13 episodes are released at the same time per netflix usual you can binge them and i have half of one episode left the final season right no Oh, it's not. No. Okay. It is not. I think they have three more. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Well, I was no, trying to... no, no. I'm thinking of Orange is the New Black that's renewed that far out. I think House of Cards, they do it one at a time, and they did, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure, confirm that they have a season six lined up. Oh, okay. Orange is the New Black, well, by the way, bad, that's coming. If you're, if, you, yes. if you're listening and you watch that, that's out on June 9th, yes. too. So that'll be in between episodes. Yes. You watch that? Yeah. It's actually a good show. I enjoy it. You learn we'll, things we'll about Galan all the time, right? But, uh, but yeah, House of Cards, <laughs> check it out. Stars Kevin Spacey doing a South Carolina accent, so you really can't go wrong. There you go. Guys, the thing I'm going to recommend to check out this week is a little website called rainymood.com. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but it's also an app that you can get. Um, but essentially all it is, it's like thunderstorm noise. So if you're oh, looking awesome. for something good to listen to, to relax, oh, go I to sleep or to study yeah. oh, okay. or, you know, what it like read. Kind right? of good white noise. Yeah, it's, it's a calming because it gives you that sense of... Like a calm thunderstorm. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's pretty awesome. And now they also have a, a feature on there on the website where they'll do a song a day where you can also click on a link and it'll be like, before I've gone to it, it's like Buckethead, which is a little more obscure. But then like today it was, uh, it was Coldplay and oh, it'll okay. just be, it'll be whatever the song of the day is playing plus the, oh, the thunderstorm cool. noise like behind it. it. And so it's pretty cool. And actually as a preview, speaking of thunderstorms, our, uh, our first episode in July will uh, be featuring oh. local weatherman uh, Pete Delkis from WFA, also the same channel, Del Hansen. But also we'll be talking about in, in on that episode, like uh, weather, that kind of stuff, how we're dealing with our, our kids with weather and, and kind of like the little different science stuff and how we're trying to teach them stuff. Yep. So that actually applies to the talking about the thunderstorms and everything. Plus totally. there's been a lot of rain <laughs> so in the DW area here. Yeah, that's so one of the exciting episodes we have planned. Yeah, that's, that's so two sure episodes out. So, yeah, it's going to – it's. Yeah, we've it's, got it's, some it's rain. Here, so. We're in the middle of some rain. But we're inside. Guys, at the end of the episode, we've come we've come to that time here. Yes. And uh, this is, one, it's the time where we always pat ourselves on the back for doing such a great job, <laughs> job. at podcasting. Good job, me, talking about Holy. me. So, Eddie, great job. 
Cliff, great job. Thank you guys for being so willing to come on the podcast yes, and just yeah. be an open book and talk about whatever we wanted to. Um, yeah. It's been, I, for me, it's been really educational. It's been great to see um, just, I guess, sort of the multi-generational right. uh, view on, on the father-son relationships. Yeah, I definitely appreciate my dad coming on and talking about me. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. And uh, yeah, will you guys come back sometime? Sure. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. really, really nice. The second thing it's time to do is well, I'll get this out of the way, and then we'll we'll come around to the third thing. Okay. The the second thing is, guys, uh, if you like us, you can help us out in a few different ways. Uh, one, it's completely free. Go out, find us on iTunes, five star rate and review us. That helps us become more visible. Uh, two, another way that's completely free to help us out is if you can just tell dads you know or people you know that you think would like the guests that we're having on about the podcast. That helps us get the word out, and in the long run, that helps us get uh, continue to get the guests. The type, the caliber of guests that we've already had on the podcast, and um, also uh, there's a third way that you can help us out, and that's through a, a link on our website. You can get to our website at detoxpodcast.com. There's a link to our Patreon, um, which for as little as two dollars a month, you can get a bunch of bonus content that we put out there uh, after every episode. And also out at our website, if you want to submit. A, a dad joke to us or an ask the dad's question or recommend a guest. If you know a cool dad, uh, especially if they're in the North Texas area, but really we can talk to them uh, via Skype if they're anywhere else. But uh, if you know a cool dad that has a cool story that you think uh, should be told, then hit us up at detoxpodcast.com as well. Um, you can find our email address and all of our social media there. Uh, and finally, guys, this is the part of the show where we vote on what we want this episode's hashtag to be. So I'm just going to throw out some here. Sure. Hashtag dad senses. Hashtag road trip money. <laughs> hashtag hotlanta dad. Hashtag dad wisdom. Hashtag weak, hashtag weak sauce. And this is a really long one. But hashtag Joe stole a minivan to get a job at Target. All right. Oh, let's, wow. let's run That's this. That's the one. That's the one. Joe, are you okay with that? that That's my vote too. So guys, it's yeah. it's we've broken a record here for the longest hashtag. Hashtag Joe stole a minivan to get a job at Target. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll funny. be back in two weeks. And remember, be a better dad. Shout out and special thanks to Justin and John for supporting the Detox Podcast. Thanks so much, guys.